Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah Bean. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. It's got, like, like we were talking about earlier, the day that, the day that, you know, you don't get not thinking about it or not even worrying about it. it's the best day of your life and uh that's that's incredible for me like i was saying the other day you know when it happens though you can always have a choice and i this is important to everyone out there doesn't matter if you have epilepsy or not but you can always have the choice of a fixed mindset or a growth mindset when you get knocked down that mountain you're all, you can always look for another way to climb back up. There's always another route, climb, an easier way back up. Just look for another route back up. It might not even be easier. It might be harder, but it's going to be more fun, and it's going to make a different story, and that's the point of it. Like, life is not supposed to be the same. And I'm not meaning to go on, like, some weird, like, off, like, crazy tangent or anything, or rant, but, like... Oh, no, that's exactly... In- that that's totally in step with this the podcast, Eli. You're totally on it because we do that often. So for me though, it's 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 getting better or worse. I don't know. I really don't know. I can't say one way or the other, honestly. Oh, dude, I had some weird shit happen. Weird. I I've never felt this kind of seizure before. The other day, God, was it two days ago? Yeah, because I'm still fucking sore. I think it was two days ago, depending on what day. it's Friday. Yeah, that was yeah, it was two days. Okay, so I like lay down. It wasn't even like one of those naps. I wasn't even like in in the deep REM sleep. And uh, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I get this shock. This this like electrical shock feel in the top of my spine, right where my skull and my spine meet. And it moves down my spine, through my extremities, dude. And I feel it on both sides this time. And I'm completely awake for it. Wow. I, I, it runs down through your feet and you almost get like a, ch- a yeah. chill. You know, yeah, the chill and, and that, that tingle and that chill. I know exactly what that is, yeah. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, yeah. God, like, that's gonna that's gonna reoccur. Yeah, I I kind of um, figured. So that is yeah, that's a that's a weird one, right? But like, you don't. Was that the first time it's happened? Well, I could have had though same thing happen to me, but I don't remember. Yeah. So though when that happens to you, it's not ever going to like knock you off your feet or anything like that. Like you're just going to like, as you know, you just get that tingle and that chill. And it's like, what the f- was that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know that's going to put like, yeah, that's basically what it is. And you're like, what? like, yeah, it's it. And like, for me, it's almost like a cringe and it feels like you're cringing at the same. It's, it's like, it's a lot of different things at the same time. I don't even know really how to describe it. Yeah, you're like cringing, stretching, chilling. You're getting a shock through. It's so many different feelings that, 
Yeah. Yeah. My back still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. It, it's, it's, it's weird. You'll get used to it though. You'll get used to it. Um, <laughs> that, that's the worst thing to say as an epileptic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, dude. I appreciate it. And I like the feed. I, I like your, I like the feedback. Thank you so much. The tremors though, I'm still getting now that I'm weaning off of the Depakote, I'm getting my tremors back slightly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it could be the transition, though. It is. It is, you know? Okay. And it's interesting because I'm getting them at night. Like, now that I'm on my second week of my transition, and I'm only, ta- or ha- or I'm only taking half of the Depakote in the day, and I'm doing it in the morning, you know? So oh, okay. I'm not taking any Depakote at night. And so I'll be laying there, like, watching TV, and every now and then I'll get a tremor, and I'm like, oh, son of a like, And it happens on the left side. Oh, like, that's where it happens for me, too, is on the left side. Every now and then I'll get one on the right side. I'll get it in my right hand is where I get it, or in my right arm. Um, I've gotten them in my right knee is where I get them, too. Like, my right knee will twitch a little bit. So that may happen. Um, I mean, I can, the tremors I can deal with. The mood swings have stopped, though. That, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, like, I couldn't, like, I'm like, thank <laughs> oh, oh, I couldn't be more grateful, you know? Yeah. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I forgot to tell my, my specialists about that. The, the, like, crying uncontrollably after, like, a Shriners commercial and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I mean, I'm not laughing at you. I mean, I'm. I've been there, man. You're laughing with me. Yeah, I, I get like, it. I've been there. <laughs> no, I totally get you. I don't know if Depakote's for me. If you look, you notice I shaved my head. Yeah, I'm growing my hair back out. Oh, nice. Hey, it's looking good, dude. Right on. Thanks. It's it's just about mohawk length. If you wanted to. <laughs> I had a, I want to. I'm gonna grow it to the Jerry length, and then grow out a beard. Oh, good man, my, good man. Yeah, I'll shoot you a. I'll shoot you a picture of when I. Uh, I grew my hair out like halfway down my back, specifically for Halloween the next year, so I could get a double mohawk, and I got 15 inch double fins, and I was bartending that night. It was awesome. I'll send you a picture of it. Oh my god! When I was in grade, I think it was. I think, uh, yeah, second grade. I had a mohawk every single day, uh, like a huge red Glen Plake styled. Like wake <laughs> up at like seven o'clock. School was it like eight forty-five? Family would style it up all hardcore at the hairspray. Oh, I could totally see your mom and dad doing that. I could totally. Well, I don't know your dad, but I I know that your uncle and aunt and dad who did it. Yeah, I I you know I don't know your dad, but I know that your dad had to be cool if your mom married him. So my dad is one of my all time like you know every family has their ups and downs. Every family has their ups and downs. And especially as an epileptic, you know, it throws even more wrenches. In the mix. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that I've really kind of learned to, I'm learning to accept, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's taken me 16 years to learn to accept. It's hard. It's a hard thing to kind of learn, but we all figure it out in our own time, you know, and I love my dad and I love my mom and I can't, I couldn't be, you know, more grateful for who my parents are, you know? Yeah. You've never had a fight with your parents or anything like that. Let it go. Like, let it go. man. In the end, it's not worth it. Yeah. That's one of the great, the things that I'm super fucking grateful for is, you know, I look at it like, you know, I got, my parents got divorced when I was pretty young, Mm -hmm. like, Pretty, pretty young, right? I was diagnosed pretty young. But they were like, all right, all right. What are we going to do about this? Like, we got this, but what are we going to do about this? This is its own deal, but we need to figure this out. Right. And they did. Like, they worked together. And they, they didn't have to. They did it because... They wanted to, and they knew it was best. They knew it was best. And I, at the end of the day, I can't, I can't find the words to, to find the words to thank them. You know what I mean? I agree, dude. I, totally I can't agree. find the words constantly around for me and constantly helping me and one thing that is so challenging I think too as an epileptic is is especially for me is is, it's it's embarrassing from time to time especially for the ones you love you know because you want to be for them and you don't want them to have to go through it and I talk I feel I think I talked about that a little bit last time I you know, last time is you don't want those people to have to go through it. Right. And for me, a really, a really big person in my life that it's affected has been my younger brother is because my dad and my younger brother and I, we live together in Silverton. Right. right. And my dad will go to work. And then if I have a seizure or something, my younger brother's 18 and it horrifies him it you know it's it terrifies him it freaks him out and he he doesn't really know what to do and you know it's just it's a it's a tough situation it's a tough thing it's a and i'm sure you know what i mean it's it's a it's just a rough thing but at the end of the day you know those people are still always there for you and so i just i can't find the words to just thank thank the people that are in my supporting circle and yeah agreed man totally agreed when i had my seizures my first big drop seizures the tonic clonics that took me to the ground he was 14 years old and the biggest one i had that sent me to the er um when it first happened last year in 2019 he was the one who had to call 911 and then when I had the one after Christmas, um, he was also the only one there, and he was the one who had to call nine one one. So, like with your younger brother there, 
um, it's kind of the same dynamic, except for imagine if, imagine if your dad was the one going through it and you're in your early teens, like what the hell is happening? I mean, yeah, it's traumatic for everybody that loves and is around um, us. It, it's traumatic as hell. They continue to put themselves through it, you know, regardless of how many times, you know, they they could risk, you know, I don't want to say getting hurt because I don't I don't think that's the right word for it, but uh, getting put into a situation where they know it could happen again. Yeah, yeah, and that's got to put an emotional toll on them and yeah and it raises their anxiety level so i completely agree and you know it's my mom (laughs) i'm 48 years old and i moved i had to move back with my parents you know how emaciating that is it's oh my god this is like i was leave living single doing okay, you know, had rebuilt myself from uh, that simultaneous divorce bankruptcy. Well, no, trimultaneous, is that even a word? Because I had uh, surgery at the same time. It was like a triple whammy. And uh, brought myself back from that, was starting to recover, and, you know, savings accounts officialized my 20-year business. I was doing good. And then this hit, and it was like, bam. It's just flipped my life so upside down. And it's it's kind of a rough go for me to try and make these changes that I need to make. Kind of a pain in the ass. So it's it's rough for me, and it makes me hard to deal with. I've been single f- since 2012 and living on my own kind of bachelor dad style, you know? That's the, honestly, though, the way to do it. I, I think, though. I'm just, I, I, was, I was living, I was having a good life. It was fun. It was, it was, you know, and, and my work was growing, and I was, it, it was, it was great. Yeah. Um, and I'm 48 years old now. My folks are in their late 60s, early 70s. So it's like, I should be taking care of them, but I am staying here temporarily and they're taking care of me. It is such a weird fucking feeling and it's not how quote unquote it's supposed to be, you know, and they're going through, they're going through trauma. Well, and it's really funny that you bring it up because it's like, it's a huge fear. It's such a huge fear of mine as a young adult because as someone who wants to branch out, live on their own, you know, have their own house, have all of that, uh, you know, the the dream one day, I guess, let's call it uh, a huge fear of mine, especially as a young adult, is getting into a situation with people or like some roommates or an environment uh, where... People not only don't know, but won't take it seriously. Uh-huh. 
or even you know worse, I, might take advantage of it. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's something that I've thought about quite a bit. Kill Mills. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page. Whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember to unexpect the expected, and that it's all in your head. Take a minute to the whip and then I'm gonna mash on gas. Cause I'll be crushing that impasse with that ass syntax. Skinny mark off with a rough bucket of slim fast.